What's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me. My countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. We're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. And today we're going to talk about a very interesting conversation that I had. It was very positive. It caused me to have a realization, and I want to use it to illustrate how we deal with people that might seemingly disagree with us. But I'm also going to go ahead and relate to you the topic of the conversation and talk about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit operates. And before we get into our podcast, we would ask you to consider supporting us, www.patreon.com forward slash near churches for as little as a dollar a month. You can also support us at digitalbiblestudy.org for $5 a month, or you can go to locals, www.digitalbiblestudy.locals.com and support us there for $2 a month. Now, let's get into the podcast. Having a conversation after Wednesday night Bible study, we talked about the Holy Spirit, one of the visitors that was there. And he's been here before. Uh, he's, uh, he's an empty well, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He wants knowledge, and he loves talking about these things. And for some reason, evidently, he likes talking to me. And the topic of the Holy Spirit come up and, and conversion and how people are converted and at first, he was talking about that no one can be converted without a direct operation of the Holy Ghost. And I was talking about how that it is all through the Word. And at first, we were talking past each other because his reply was, well, you're taking the Holy Spirit completely out of it. Well, my response was, well, yes, I kind of am. Well, then I realized that's not really true. I'm not taking the Holy Spirit completely out of it. It's the Holy Spirit has already done the work that the Holy Spirit was required to do in order to convert people. And now we have this product, the Word. So the way to think about this is the Holy Spirit works through the Word. The Holy Spirit will never work directly on the conscience or the heart, however you conceptualize that, of a man to convict him to come to God. Um, go look at John chapter 6, 44, 45, thereabouts. And no man can come to me unless the Father draw him. And every man that uh, believes in God, every man is going to be learn of God. And once you learn of God, you're going, to, you're going to come to Jesus. That's the idea. Now, I talked about, and, and once we got that set, by the way, once, once I was, once I explained like, oh no, the Holy Spirit is still very much involved, but his involvement is through the medium of the word. In other words, like he, he told a, he told a story about a, about a young woman who bluntly put was a stripper and somebody had shared with her the gospel. She, she had, you know, people would talk to her about the Bible and stuff like that. And she heard a voice and he said, well, what do you think about that? I said, oh, I, I, I absolutely believe she heard a voice. But that was within her. Think about what your brain can do when you are in stress. And you can audio hallucinate. 
Um, you can you can see things that aren't there. You can smell smells. It's very interesting what the brain can do. But I have no doubt that the that the young woman heard voices. But I think that was her coming to the conviction that she did not want to be in that situation. She didn't want to be a stripper. She didn't want to live that lifestyle. And so terrible was the uh, dissonance from what she was doing in comparison to what she desired that her brain created something that would get her out of there. That is a that is a proven thing that has happened. Now, does that mean that the Holy Spirit acted upon her? I believe it's very possible the Holy Spirit acted upon her. However, it's it's not miraculous. It's not directly. It is always through the Word. And we came to that conclusion, and he he agreed with that. He said, that makes more sense. And I even told him, I said, you know, it's much more powerful if it's not miraculous. Now, let's go to uh, this document that I wrote, and I, I did it from information that other people have given me, and I compiled this. I think, I can't remember who it was that compiled all these verses, but I kind of made this into something that I could share around. All right. I wrote something, or I, I have this document. It's entitled Directly or Through the Word. Some people who claim to be Christians teach that the Holy Spirit guides them, illuminates Scripture, convicts and calls mankind directly. In other words, the Holy Spirit directly operates on an individual separate and apart from the Word of God. Now, I need to make a statement here, my friends. I do not believe that this holds true in general. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are active in the world today. They are working through the realm of natural means. This is otherwise known as providence. If you come away from this podcast and say that Tony Brewer does not believe that God in three persons is working in the world today except through the Word, then you will be misrepresenting what I am saying even if what I say leads you to, to the conclusion that that's what I'm teaching. I assure you it is not. That is not what I'm teaching. I am only talking about operation through the Word on the heart and mind of a man to illuminate them, illuminate the Scriptures, in other words, help them understand the Scriptures, to convict them to turn to God, to call them to come to God, or to uh, keep them on the right path, to keep them from sinning. All right, so let me get in the next paragraph here. The Bible teaches no such thing, so the Bible does not teach a direct operation of the Holy Ghost to illuminate Scripture, to convict or call mankind, or to be guided, no direct guidance. For clarification from Scripture as to how the Holy Spirit works upon mankind, one need turn no further than the words of the psalmist. Everything that these people claim comes from the Holy Spirit the inspired psalmist claims comes from the Word of God. Listen to it. We're going to read some verses, and then I'm going to offer my commentary. Psalm 119.11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Well, the psalmist says it's the word hid in the heart that helps keep one from sinning. Many of our denominational friends today say it's the Holy Spirit that keeps you from sinning, which is correct. Why wouldn't it be that the Holy Spirit works through the medium of the Word and the fact that you know that 
The Bible commands that let him that stole steal no more, but let him labor with his hands. That if you need some money, the Holy Spirit operating through the word that's written in your heart keeps you from going and stealing money. All right. Psalm 119, verse 50. This is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. Thy word hath made me alive. Well, the Calvinists especially teach that in order to uh, obey the gospel, in order to be right with God, you're totally depraved and you have to be given a, you have to, you have to be regenerated by direct operation of the Holy Ghost. But here, the word quickened me. So how does that work? Well, when it comes to salvation, we learn of God and his commandments, his precepts, and his divine, divine examples, his statutes. And we are baptized by one spirit into one body, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, I believe. Or is it 2 Corinthians 12, 13? Y'all look that up. Make sure I'm right. Anyway, how are we baptized by one spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit says to be baptized, to wash away your sins, delivering you out of the power of darkness, translating you into the kingdom of God's dear Son, that if you're buried with him in baptism, you're going to be raised again to walk in newness of life. Um, Roman, or you're going to be raised with him, resurrected in the likeness of his resurrection. That's Romans 6, that's, that's uh, Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 2, and why would we deny the importance and, and the functionality of baptism? But if the Holy Spirit tells me to do it, then, I've been, I've, then, I've, then it's been done by the Holy Spirit. So this is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. I've been quickened by the word. How was I quickened by the word? I did what God told me to do, and I, I brought myself into alignment with the system of faith that saves Therefore, God was able to plug me into that system of faith and put me in the location where the spiritual blessing of salvation is, which is in Christ, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Psalm 119.52, I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. There is a way you can be comforted, and that is also through the word, the judgments of old. How do you know the judgments of old? They've been written down. They're, they're God's word. So if you need help, and if you, have, if, you, if you need grace to help in a time of need, go to the Scriptures. Think about a time in Scripture where somebody has suffered worse than you have, and you will be comforted. And that's the Holy Spirit working through the Word to comfort you. Psalm 119.73 Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. We're going to put a pen here and we're going to come back to it. But this is the one that seems kind of uh, suspect when it, well, because it sounds like, well, wait a second. God needs to give me understand, understanding so that I may learn his commandments. But just put a peg there, Psalm 119.73, and we'll come back to it. Psalm 119.81, my soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. So my hope is in the word of God. Well, the Holy Spirit doesn't give me hope. The Holy Spirit doesn't give me salvation directly. The Holy Spirit has told me how to save, how to be saved rather, and how to have hope. And I conform myself to the words of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, 
Therefore, I have salvation and hope. I think about uh, 1 John chapter 3. We do not know what we shall be, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, and everyone that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Well, if you have a hope in you, then you've been saved. You're a Christian. You're a child of God. That's 1 John chapter 3, by the way. Psalm 119.98. Oh, excuse me. Psalm 119.93. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. It's with the precepts I am made alive. Yes, I know we don't work for our salvation, but if we do what God tells us to do, we will have life. That's not working, folks. Psalm 119.98 Through thy commandments, thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. The commandments are forever with me. It's through the commandments that we are made wise. Through the word, folks. The Holy Spirit doesn't have to give me enlightenment. Or you could say the Holy Spirit does give me enlightenment. How? Through the commandments. Psalm 119.99 I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. The teachers that are trying to teach me, I have more understanding than they, because the testimonies of the Lord are what I meditate upon day and night. Again, what gives me understanding? The testimonies. So we've seen wisdom and understanding both come from a meditation and a study upon God's Word. Psalm 119.100, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. So again, understanding is associated with the Word, the precepts. The precepts are recorded in the Word. Psalm 119.104, through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. This is explicit. Do you want understanding? Then it comes through God's precepts recorded in the Word. The Holy Spirit does not empower us with understanding. We have to study to show ourselves approved unto God, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And incidentally, once you have a good handle on God's precepts, you will hate every false way. Psalm 119, thy, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Do you want to stick on the straight and narrow? Follow the word. It's the word that does that. Or you could say the Holy Spirit does that through the word. Now, Psalm 119, may be confusing to some. All right. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. That sounds like a direct operation, or at least the psalmist is asking for a direct operation. But listen to, to what I've written here. Psalm 119.73 may be confusing to some, but Psalm 119.98 through 105 answers any questions which arise. For instance, 119.73 reads, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn 
On the surface, verse 73 may seem a direct operation in order to understand and learn God's commandments. However, such a declaration as thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies contradict the teaching of a direct operation. Notice it is through the commandments that one is made wise. Does the Holy Spirit work? The answer is a resounding yes. It's through the commandments or through the words. Also, notice 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. What is it that was able to make young Timothy wise? Well, the Word. Well, the Holy Scriptures, the Word. How was it delivered, my friends? The Holy Spirit delivered it. That was his job. And if, if you're in Canada and you're listening to this and you're, you want to come to Wednesday night Bible class, we're studying the book of John and we're going to talk exactly about the Holy Spirit's job when we get to John chapter 14, 14, 15, 16, and part of 17. There is only one thing which makes the man of God complete and furnishes him to every good work. That is the scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine and correction and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. How can people say that God's word has no power unless it is accompanied with a direct operation of the Holy Spirit? I would say that they cannot. Now, there is a verse that came to mind. Let me pull my trusty, rusty e-sword, and we're going to go to Acts chapter 20. And uh, I think it, well, it's, it's before Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Acts 20. It's Acts chapter 20, verse 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. The word of God's grace is powerful enough to build you up and to give you an inheritance. Folks, I was told one time that I was a heretic and I preached an empty, impotent gospel that had no power nor promise of help from the Holy Ghost. And my response was this. Well, then I preached the same thing that Paul preached because Paul told the Ephesian elders on the time of his leaving to go to Jerusalem that he commended them to the to God and to the word of his grace. And the word of his grace is able to build them up and to give them an inheritance. I do not need a direct operation from the Holy Ghost. God is parsimonious. He's not going to do more than is necessary and all that is necessary for the Christian to understand what one needs to do in order to be saved or all, all, this, all this needed for a man to, in order to understand what one needs to be, do in order to be saved and how to live a life in accordance with God's commandments, precepts, and divine example is a copy of God's word. That's it. I don't need a miracle from above. And that, my brethren, is powerful. Now, as I said in the beginning, we were kind of talking past one another a little, a little bit. So I had to kind of stop and back up, and I had to just affirm, hey, what you're saying is correct. You cannot divorce the Word from the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost inspired the Word. 
The scriptures clearly teach that we're guided by the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost affects us. But how does that happen? Folks, it happens through the Word. Once we got that common ground, this man was like, man, that makes so much sense. I'm not sure I'm fully bought in, but I'm really wanting to think about it and and, and learn more, and I'm wanting to discuss it more. And, you know, that's about all you can ask for whenever you're discussing the Bible with somebody. Just give what I say a fair shake. I hope that this podcast, I've said something in it that has helped you and benefited you. I hope you'll consider supporting us at the ways that I said to support us. All that is in the show notes. And be sure and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and help us grow our audience. This has been Tony Brewer with Cogitations, and we'll catch you on the flip side.